0: Happy Friday, everyone. We're back with another happy hour edition of the Stripe Show Podcast Express version. This is what I'm bringing you on Friday. It's everything you need to know from this week in golf in under 20 minutes. Another week gone, another great weekend ahead. I'm your host, Samantha Marks. Of course, today we've got a lot to break down some news from this week. We're going to run through, of course, this week's AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Of course, the PGA of America is now allowing distance measuring devices, aka range for all of us, but at all of its championships this year. So that's interesting. And we're going to start talking a little bit about the women more. We're going to get into that. That's on me. And uh, I'm taking the initiative to do so. So we're also going to chat about Annika Sorenstam announced that she'd be teeing it up in a few weeks at Lake Nona at the Gainbridge LPGA. Also on the LPGA note, the LPGA released a list of rule changes for this season, which was likely fueled by Sophia's pop-offs win, if you remember that, a few months back. And the and we'll get to a few Twitter mailbag questions at the end. So I just want to appreciate everybody for joining me on this Friday. It is February 12th. It is a great day. It's going to be a little rainy here in Orlando, but we're still going to make the most of it. And I just wanted to thank you guys for joining me on this little express version of the Stripe Show podcast. So now that we have an agenda, let's start with this week's PGA Tour event, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro No Am. We could call it Patrick Cantlay opened the event with a 62 which tied the course record as I mentioned there's no amateurs in this event this week as we know with this event it's usually a celebrity thing it's a very slow round of golf there's lots of uh spectators and autographs and uh and that kind of thing so it's a little bit different this is more like a regular PGA Tour stop for this guys for these guys Uh, Patrick Cantlay is the number one player in the field um, after DJ pulled out earlier this week so Fitting that he's leading the event. He opened with a 62, tying the course record on Thursday. Right behind him is who? Guess what? The one and only Jordan Spieth, who hold out for eagle and shot a 65. Will he shoot another 65 today? Will he shoot 80? Who's to know? I don't know what's up with Jordan Spieth, you guys, but it looks like he's riding that waste management wave into Pebble Beach this week, and I do know that y'all need to stop tagging me in every good shot he hits on Twitter. It kills me. I get it, okay? Y'all are too funny. He's been playing good for a week. I understand. Listen, here's the deal, guys. I know he's good, right? I know he's good. I want him to be good. Of course I do. He's great for the game. To say anything else is preposterous. And it means that you just weren't listening to what I've been saying this entire time. Did you ever think, think about this. Did you ever think that maybe this little poking and prodding of Jordan Spieth was all a part of my master plan to get him to play better? I'm smarter than y'all think sometimes, I promise. Well, as for Cantlay, the dude needs to get excited. Uh, it's hard to watch him shoot 62 while he looks like he's being like held hostage on the golf course. Like, Dude can crack a smile every once in a while. Get this, Akshay Batia, great guy, by the way, got to meet him a few weeks ago, hit all 18 greens at Pebble Beach. How insane is that? Pebble Beach is known for their super small and difficult greens, and that is just an amazing feat for a 19-year-old. Shoots 64, little string bean dude, probably weighs 120 out the shower, maybe even less. What an unbelievable round by the 19-year-old. What were you doing when you were 19? Because... I wasn't doing that. And surely you weren't either very impressive stuff there. And he's in the hunt moving into the second round and probably the weekend with that good start. Moving on, the PGA of America announced this week that all of its championships this summer will allow the use of distance measuring devices. Now, to us amateur golfers, that just means rangefinders. It's just a formal way to say it. Um, This is an interesting play, and I'm wondering what the reasoning behind this is. I surely don't think that it's going to speed up play much at all. I think it actually might slow it down um, because you have to think about it like the guys are going to then question their yardages. They're going to question the distance measuring device, the rangefinder, the the Bushnell or whatever it is that they use, and then they're going to go to the book just to uh, to be sure. So is it an is it an added step? Is it? I don't know how it's going to work. Um, I'm curious what you guys think their goal is here. I'm curious your thoughts. So tag me and let me know on Twitter or Instagram. And I promised to uh, run through these topics really quick for you on this Friday to get your knowledge right going into the weekend of golf. So moving on again, moving on to. The women. Get this, Annika Sorenstam announced she's going to play in the LPGA event at Lake Nona in a few weeks. How awesome is that? I'm so excited. I grew up watching Annika. She was a big inspiration for me in the game. Just seeing someone absolutely dominate growing up. And I love her swing. And she's here in Orlando. I've met her once and she's a great human. So I'm just super excited because she hasn't competed on the LPGA tour in 13 years. And she actually said in an interview this week, quote, they had to explain to me how to register. (laughs) So I just think that's amazing. Like, it's just been so long that she's played golf and uh, she's coming back. And she actually lives on Lake Nona on number 16. So she's playing right in her backyard. And honestly, for me, regardless of the state of her game, I'm really excited to see her compete again and just kind of throw that moment back for me and for a lot of women and men um, to what we used to watch in the LPGA tour. So I'm super excited about that. Um, Lastly, okay, this is a big one. We all remember Sofia Popov's big win last year. She won the AIG Women's Open, but she, when she did win, she only had Symmetra Tour status. So she was unable to collect official points and money which then meant she wasn't able to play in the tour championship. It was a whole thing. Honestly, it was unreal. And if you don't remember watching that unfold on Twitter, then I don't know where you were that week or those couple weeks because it was hectic and everybody was going to battle for Sophia as they should have. Um, And she really only received a two-year exemption after winning a major, which is absurd. I don't care that she had Symmetra status. I don't care if she had no status. She deserves a five-year exemption like everybody else. Now, this is where things change. The LPGA is looking to right its wrongs, which of course is a great thing. The new rules announced this week make it so any non-member winners can officially count money and points earned from that tournament toward the season-long races. So that's great. That kind of eliminates our issue with Sophia. Um, Non-member winners will now get a five-year tour exemption and be allowed to tee it up in next week's event, which Popov couldn't do as well. I don't know if you remember the backlash on that. It's exciting for sure. The one thing that does bother me is they didn't make it retroactive to include Popov in these changes. So she stuck with the changes that none of us agreed with and that even the LPGA clearly didn't agree with by making these rules changes and they didn't make it retroactive to include her in that. So that's one thing that does kind of bother me about this overall, don't get me wrong, super happy that the LPGA is making strides to change this. and. Um, I think it's going to turn out to be great for the game, because as we know by by winners like Sofia Popov, uh, there are a lot of younger girls that are going to come out and be able to dominate a field when they step up into the event. So it's awesome that that now they're going to get the opportunity to, you know, step up in a big way uh, if they were to come out victorious that week. So, a lot going on this week. A couple quick mailbag questions from Twitter. Someone asked, are we still leaving the pins in? And I say hell no. If I can see the hole, which doesn't really mean a lot because I have a really bad vision, um, nothing in the world to me sounds better than the ball dropping in the hole and rattling around in the cup. So, I take the pin out, especially if I'm within 15 or 20 feet, especially if I'm within three or five feet. Um, I just see it a little bit better. I like the how the hole looks a little bit bigger to me when the pin is out. Um, so that's my take on that. I know a lot of courses still aren't, aren't quote unquote letting you do that with COVID. So i um, wondering what you guys do. What do you guys like to do for um, leaving the pin in or taking it out? What's your distance range? Do let me know because I am curious. Um, Good friend Chris said, if I had to pick one office location for myself, would it be inside or outside? And I say that it would probably be inside because I am like a little weather baby. Um, And if it has like 10% chance of rain or any chance of it being cold or any chance of it being extra hot, I'm going to be inside. Um, For me, there's too many good days to... Uh, weather the bad days, literally. And this goes into the next question as well. Somebody asked me, what's my no-go temperature for golf? And this actually plays into my my day-to-day. So I'm supposed to play Friday Skins. I do it every week at Winter Park 9, the nine-hole course, the big Friday Skins game started by Matt Janella, Um, And now it's run by Ashton Nix and and a couple of us there. So uh, we have a really good group of people and I love hanging out with them and I love going to play golf. However, it's going to rain this afternoon. It's a walking course. And for me, there are too many good days to be stuck on a golf course walking um, and chance that it's going to rain. So for me, I'm probably going to sit out today. Um, I have played in so many events where I've been forced to play in the rain, in the sleet, in the light snow, um, in the extreme heat that I'm. Pretty much only gonna play when it's perfect weather outside now. Um, and that's just because I'm a recreational golfer and now I do it for fun. So I wanna be in a fun environment and enjoy myself while I'm playing. Um, someone also asked me about my love-hate relationship with Jordan Spieth. I already addressed that. So, guys, that will do it for today, folks. I really tried to express it for you uh just super quick today. I know we've all got a lot going on. Today was a super stressful day and week and and week for me. So if if this brought you everything you needed to know in under 15 minutes, really. Really, um, I'm happy to have you here. So, going to leave you with that. Everything you need to know in a little bit over 10 minutes. So, not that bad. Thank you for tuning in to the Stripe Show Podcast Happy Hour Express Edition. We'll be here next week. I'm your host, Samantha Marks. Be sure to subscribe, like, comment, share anything you want to do. And do let me know about uh, what you thought about today's podcast and any other topics you want me to cover next week. Feel free to tweet me throughout the week or to send me a DM. So, I'll see you next week. I'm your host, Samantha Marks. And cheers. I hope you guys have a great weekend.
1: Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs, use of high-density particles, and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast.